What's up, Tax Savers? We're going to answer some questions that we got from Instagram today um, and uh, just kind of go through, rolling through, and uh, excited to bring you some answers here. So the first question, this is really for, for those of you who are in California, but what tends to happen is that what happens in California and New York from a taxation standpoint tends to eventually roll across the country. So this should provide a crystal ball for those of you who don't live in California. Uh, so uh, there was recently a Supreme Court case. I should back up and say that the question is. So the question is, what are your thoughts for small businesses in California that will be affected by the new California changes for independent contractors? What options do they have when you think that you think aside from payroll? And so what that's referring to is there was recently a Supreme Court decision that said that no business can pay an independent contractor to someone, basically pay someone through 1099 if the person who's earning that 1099 is in the same line of work as the business that's paying them. So essentially what that means in the, in the most common area this is going to be affected is you go in to get your haircut at the barbershop. Usually those stylists and barbers are 1099s within that barbershop, just paying rent to the, the owner of the shop, and then the owner 1099s them. Well, now, because they cut hair, and the barbershop's in the business of cutting hair, they can no longer be independent. And what this is really meant to do is prevent people from just canceling all their employees and paying them as 1099s so that everyone could take advantage of the sweet new uh, tax reform laws for being a business owner. Uh, and so as far as you know, kind of my thoughts on it, I think it's going to affect those companies that have a lot of independent contractors in, you know, certainly in barbershops and, and salons, but also uh, in other realms where they, they have a lot of independent contractors. There's going to be a lot of scrutiny under what is in the same business as? How do you define that? So um, I think that the key is going to be, you know, really hiring them as employees if they're in the same line of work. But it might be something like if they're independent because they're doing marketing services for you even though you are in the tech space. So looking at if they're truly independent contractors, then figuring out what's their role to make sure you're in um, – in line and in compliance. And and if you're not in California and aren't under this rule, I would start planning and you're in a business that has a lot of independent contractors, I would start planning in anticipation of that setting a precedent for other states doing the same thing. So just to keep an eye out and be aware of. All right, so let's continue with some Q&A here. Uh, what are the advantages of having an LLC taxed as an S-Corp versus just having an S-Corp? And I'm really glad that this question was asked because it's given me an opportunity to clarify what the difference is there. And from a tax point of view, there is actually zero difference. So there are no tax advantages. Speaking from a tax standpoint, there are no tax advantages or disadvantages of being an LLC tax as an S-corporation versus just starting an S-corporation from the beginning. Um, 
assuming you're at a point where it makes sense to be an S corporation. The, the difference is going to be how the entities are structured. Um, there might be a little bit of liability differences, but that's more of an attorney question. The one thing I would say is would be an advantage of an LLC if you're just getting started out but are in, in, in a industry that would require some liability is when you're if you're not at that net income level that the S corporation makes sense yet, so under forty or fifty thousand dollars of net income, then you can still form the LLC, get that liability protection, um, and uh, and the LLC is cheaper to operate per year because there's less documentation you have. You don't have to have a separate tax return for your federal return outside of your personal return. So there's a little bit less uh, maintenance and and ongoing fees that goes along with the LLC. So you can still get an entity formed without having the extra returns if you're just getting started and are under that kind of forty to 50000 of net income range. So hope you found some value in that there. Let's keep on going. So the third question I got is, do you ever recommend using tax software and do it all yourself for a small one-person company? So and their examples are using QuickBooks and then and then TurboTax for business. So I would say if you're running a little small shop that is maybe more of like a side hustle where it's a few thousand dollars per year and you're just selling some things on Etsy or earning a few extra bucks on the side and it's not a primary source of income, then go for it. Give it a stab doing it yourself. If you're you're building a real business, I would strongly encourage not doing it yourself and hiring a professional. And here's why. So if you're if you're a sole proprietorship, which if you're just getting if you're kind of a one man shop or one woman shop doing it yourself and at a, at a position where you're doing it yourself, you're gonna have probably 22 percent, 24 percent federal income tax. You might be anywhere from six to nine percent state income tax, depending on what state you're in. Maybe zero, but um, let's call it 6% state tax. And then you've got another 15% self-employment tax. So you've got t- 22, let's say, 22% federal, 6% state, that's 28 plus 15, 43% of every dollar that you miss as a deduction because you, not to be insulting, but because you don't know what you're doing, you're not a professional. It's like if I if I went to the surgeon and say, hey, can I slice myself open to, uh, you know, take that mole out? Um, he might look at me a little silly. Uh, so when you think about it, 43 cents of every dollar that you miss as a deduction is going to Uncle Sam and your local state. So it's expensive to do your books yourself if you aren't an expert at doing your books. And so, and same thing with taxes. So you might do okay doing your books, but then you miss some deductions because you do your taxes wrong. I think if you're, if you're just making a couple grand a year on a side hustle, yeah, it's probably okay to do it yourself. And if with technology these days, um, if you're an employee only, if you're an employee of a business, of a company, not an employer, I think it's actually totally acceptable to do it yourself. Uh, but if you're a, building a, a business, like a real business, even if you're a solopreneur, but it's your sole source of income, I think the costs are too high of, of doing it wrong to just do it yourself. So that's my feedback on that. Of course, I'm a little biased because I am a tax professional, but that is my argument as to why you shouldn't do it yourself. 
Those are some Q&A on this episode. We'll bring you some more Q&A soon. Uh, if you found some value between those, from those questions or, or this podcast as a whole, I would greatly appreciate it if you'd either A, leave a review, or B, go tell somebody, really trying to spread this movement of tax education as far and wide as possible. And we do that through reviews and shares. So thank you so much, and we'll see you next time.